Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. A lot of us have been getting our groceries delivered during COVID. So many of us have forgotten our grocery store manners. And I will say that even for those of us who still go to the grocery store on a regular basis, it is kind of the only place now that we have any social interaction with anybody else. And from what I can tell, most of us are playing along. Although, and I hate to say this because, you know, you have to be sensitive to seniors, but boy, they love to sometimes play the card of, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I really like, I really like seniors. I'm hoping to be one one day. (laughs) But when they walk down the wrong aisle in the wrong way and the arrows and they'll just stumble into a cashier with their 400 items in the 10 or less aisle... And then they just go, oh, I didn't know. And then what do you say? Right. They fought in a war. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let them go. Oh, <laughs> many of those who actually fought in a war are, aren't really in the store right now. But well, they are elder. And you get I that. And it, listen, you can get, you know, a little slip of the mind here or there. It can happen. But you're right. Sometimes you just see people who just play that card. Oh, they play it good. Right. And, and then, it's not even seniors. It's just a chuckle and <laughs> and then they just continue on right by you. It's not like they turn around and go, oh, whoops, I'm going the wrong way. I see those seniors. They they act like they don't know where they are or what they're doing. They're hunched over. They're walking really slow. They're, they do it right to the door. It's an Oscar-winning performance with their cart. And then they get in the parking lot and they're high-kicking. They're, they're, <laughs> they're whipping their cane around. They're doing a little two-step. Now, hang on. So uh, what would be more annoying? Is it the, the senior who constantly makes that you know quote unquote mm. mistake mm. or just the the, uh, the non-believer or the i care could care less guy who just wants to stroll by anyway oh of course that guy yeah of course because he you get those i'm not course. waiting in that line i don't care of course but i've seen so at my grocery store you've got the uh entrance and then just a, a little ways down you got the exit and, uh, and you know, a lot of grocery stores have the in and out as the same door. But this place has always been in one side, out the other. Mm. I'll even see seniors, and I'll see them. I'll be in the lineup waiting to get in. I'll see them coming across the parking lot, doing a little shuffle. Feet don't leave the ground. They just kind of shuffle. And then they look. And then they head to the exit door. And I've seen them go in through the exit because there's nobody there monitoring it. Right. And they just wait for it to open when somebody's coming out. And then they go in. And then if anybody calls them, they go... Oh, oh! I'm just here to get cookies for my grandson. And what do you say? Go, go, go! Anyhow, I uh, love love the seniors. They're good people. I just know what you're up to. I know your game. Um, so when you do get back to grocery shopping, if you're uh, ordering a lot and you haven't been in a store in a while. A couple of re- things to remember. Grocery store managers, they are important. Okay. You know, things like don't leave your cart in the middle of the parking lot. It blocks spaces, and it's it's annoying. Just take the extra 30 seconds and return it. And plus, you don't know. The ground isn't level. Some poor guy just parks his year-old car, and then your shopping cart rolls into the door and dings it. And what you find now, too, especially with these, like, smart centers, which aren't all that smart when you're driving <laughs> around them, is that they've got, like, a lot of, like, islands Right. Oh yeah. Like, like like dirt and trees and stuff and shrubs planted, and those become like the new 
like cart central. Right. Because people who don't want to drive them across or, or roll them across to an actual cart return spot mm-hmm. will just prop them up on the grass. Yeah, they do. And leave them there. And how many people have you seen hammer over those little curbs? Right. You know, because they they're small. Uh, don't leave the checkout line to go grab another item. If the line is three people deep and you're still waiting, fine. But once you're at the cash, you can't go, oh, I forgot my oranges. Oh, okay. You know, that routine. Well, if you do, you got to take everything back then, I guess, right? You should, but I know a lot of people who go, do you mind if I just go grab some oranges? Right, yeah. Again, what do you say? Yeah. (laughs) What do you say? Go back around. That's right. Have mine. (laughs) Um, Don't block the aisle with your cart. Move it to the side so whether people can get by. We're still in a pandemic, so no one wants to touch your stuff. Right. And, and back to the express line. What's, sorry, what's the etiquette there then? If someone, because some of the aisles are a bit tighter. If there's a, you know, if it's barely space to get through, are you allowed to pass? Is there passing in the aisles? Um. Well, you shouldn't be if we're all going in one direction. That's what I mean, if we're all going in one direction, and but what if you got someone who's really browsing? They're they're trying to pick a sauce or something, uh, and they're taking their their sweet time. Even if they're pulled over the side, can you can you whiz by now? I, I well, you know I mean, will, you're not keeping six feet if you're doing that. I will always give it a, a a beat. I will always hang back my six feet. Well, usually the cart distance is six, but I'll be even a little more. So right. I'll wait. I'll wait. If they're looking at the tomato sauce, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. And then I'll, I'll say, "Excuse me," and then they'll shuffle as tight into the, and then I'll go out and around. Yeah, yeah. But I'll give them a beat to keep moving. Okay. Yeah. I want to be reasonable. But you got to stay out of the 10 items or less lane, even if you got 11. Don't play that game. Mm. Don't line up. That was a rule before COVID. Always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would always count. Have I been guilty? Of course I've been guilty. I'm no saint. But, you know, don't line up with like 15 to 20 items and think you can get away with it. People will call you out. Almost all people think 10 items or less should be a strict rule. Even 11 isn't okay. So most of us won't budge on this. Wow. But again, cashiers are in such a bad spot right now. Well, yeah. What are you going to do if someone, if, what, do you just not cash through the 11th item? Right. And especially if it's that little senior who's just shuffled up. Right. No lady get to the back. She might not live until she gets to the front. Her, her clock is ticking. Let her go. <laughs> and you're gonna have to put all of her stuff back on the shelves because she didn't make it. That's such a weird dilemma because one, you want to say, yeah, she doesn't have much time left, let her go. The other side, everyone else is saying, well, she's got nowhere to go anyway. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what is she going home to do? That's right. I mean, she misses a, a couple of minutes. The price is right. It's okay. I got places to go. <laughs> I got a life to lead, lady. <laughs> and even if You've she... already led yours. Let me go live mine. <laughs> and even if she is buying cookies for her grandchild, it's not like she can see the grandchild anyhow right now. Very true. And finally, speaking of the grandchildren, letting your kids misbehave is just such an arrogant thing to do and annoying to the rest of us without our children there or without children. Right. The grocery store is not a jungle gym. <laughs> they can have fun, of course. Just don't let them go crazy. And I know with me and my boys, man, oh man, I don't know what it is with the grocery store. But they'd walk in there and they would think it's an amusement park. I actually feel for people with young kids right now. Because I'm sure the last thing they want to do is drag these you know, these kids into mm-hmm. stores right now. But if you're on your own and you've got no other option, what are you going to do? Leave them in the car with the window down. <laughs> a lot of different reasons why people... Don't want to go back to the office or workplace once they're uh, 
all vaccinated up and we can start heading back to the office. But uh, the one reason most people say they don't want to go back to the office is the um, poop situation. (laughs) (laughs) We really do love pooping in our own home. I mean, just having an available bathroom Mm. uh, and private and, Mm -hmm. you know, one you're accustomed to, cleanliness situation, noise not an issue. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's it's rather a joy for people working from home. Yeah, there is no more of a panic I find than going into the uh, to the stall of the office and taking care of your business and just wanting to get out of there before anybody else comes in. Right. I don't want the like I you know coworkers that I could talk for hours with in the hallway. Mm. I don't want to have that conversation by the sink. As they sniff in my stink. And we're quite spoiled in this situation, this building, because there's not a lot of tenants in the building. No. We basically have, you know, bathroom to ourselves as a company. You Mm -hmm. only have to, you know, worry about running into coworkers Mm -hmm. in there, which could be awkward as Mm -hmm. well. But, uh, you know, there are some office buildings. There are massive buildings and many different tenants and thousands of people in them. Sometimes that's better, though, because I've worked in those buildings. And you can go to other floors, drop your guts, and nobody knows where you are. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked in a couple of those towers where you learn quickly, like especially working in the morning. You go, you know what? We can get to the 18th floor. There's nobody there. Those bathrooms can be all hours in the morning. So that's kind of good. Now, speaking of your backside, there is some uh, research being done in Japan to find out if we're able to breathe through our butts. What? Yes. This is a real thing. Do we have to mask that now, too? Uh, Probably real bad breath down there. Uh. Uh, Certain types of fish, they say, can absorb oxygen through their intestines to stay alive in emergencies. So scientists wanted to see if mammals could do it, and the answer is yes. Blood vessels in our rectum appear to work the same way. Basically, they gave rats oxygen-rich enemas, poor rats, to see if their butts <laughs> absorbed it. Poor rats just say, like, "What are you? I was just trying to get, get, I was going to get the pizza slice." Somewhere, some scientist is going. Boy, I should have chosen something different. Yeah, yeah. How far down? <laughs> that? So I'm sticking the tube in the rat. Way at the bottom of the pole. Um, their blood oxygen levels did go up, and it's interesting in today's uh, you know certain situation when oxygen is needed. Uh, certainly, you see in India where there is a lack of it. Uh, they say it could lead to new emergency treatments when people can't get enough oxygen the normal way. Well, Mr. Luck, sorry, we can't give you this oxygen the normal way, so right. drop your pants. Yeah. yeah. I guess you're out at that point anyway. <laughs> yeah, what do you know? <laughs> or very shortly after. What do you know? <laughs> I remember going for my first colonoscopy, and they say that when you're done, you, you know, you come out of the sedative, and you've got to pass gas a couple of times before they can let you go. And so I woke up and I was lying there and I thought to myself, well, I guess I, I got to guess I got to pass gas here before they'll let me go. And the nurse comes in and I said, well, how long do you think this will take before that starts to happen? And she said, oh, you're fine. You you passed enough gas for everybody while you were still out. There is no copyright or patent protection on magic tricks. If a magician invents a trick, anyone's free to use it. You just have to figure out how it's done. Oh. Yep, there's an unwritten code, so most magicians refuse to use another magician's tricks. Right, like uh, like comedians. Mm-hmm. And that's, boy, that's landed a lot of guys in, in some really hot water. That Carlos guy who's like hated it. What's his last name? Mendez, maybe? Carlo Mendez? Anyhow, he, uh, he has been accused by um, Joe Rogan and a ton of other people 
of uh, stealing uh, their bits. And he, there are comedians who won't go on stage if they know he's in the club. Oh, really? Yeah, supposedly. I know. Uh, I know Joe Rogan also. I think accused Dane Cook mm-hmm. of stealing uh, some of his material at one point too. And yeah. the interesting with the with you know the the magicians, the impressionists, because you know Penn and Teller have you know done their own tricks, but they've also kind of revealed how some are done. That's part of part of their shtick. Yeah. And I know there was a, at one point a guy like, like the masked magician. It was on TV, and he was showing you how some of the illusions were actually done. David Copperfield's in his basement just cursing this guy out. <laughs> well, he's in his basement for other reasons, too. I want, Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I wonder why, or at what point, how was that conversation between Penn and Teller when Penn turned to Teller and said, here's an idea, you never speak. <laughs> we're we're like going to go, never. I'm going to do all the talking, and you just stand there. <laughs> or maybe it was the other way around. If you're like, you know what, listen, yeah. if you're not going to let me say a bloody word, <laughs> yeah. I might as well just be a mute. It's like a marriage. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you do all the talking, then. I, I know nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a little medical stuff. You could check this with your dad, perhaps. Your okay. lungs aren't symmetrical. The left lung is smaller and has two lobes. The right lung has three. I just <laughs> have an iron lung. Oh, That's yeah. all I have. <laughs> I find breathing to be a lot of effort. So. It's tedious. Yeah, right. let, the, uh, let the machine do all the work. Uh, people who work in offices without windows sleep an average of 46 minutes less per night than people in offices with windows. I don't know why this is. Oh, so you, if you work in the dark all the time. Yeah, you sleep less. You sleep less. Yeah. yeah. I'd be falling asleep at the office, yeah. I think. David does. Our youngest son, David, sent us a, a photo. He was up at like 2 in the morning, complete daylight. In, in oh, none of right. It. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> well, this was fun for a night. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be some kind of experience, I would think. And and this this uh, plays off of your uh, your news item about uh, eight, is eighteen to twenty four year olds uh, really dealing with panic about life returning to normal. I, I guess they're the ones feeling the most stress right now. It might yeah. be because they're also the last on the list to be vaccinated, really, mm-hmm. too, right? Mm-hmm. Of those in the working community. Yeah, I guess there is a lot of people who uh, who are real concerned about going back to the uh, to the routine routine of office work and all of that. It's it's going to really cause some trouble, I think, uh, at some companies. What's Phil Mickelson's nickname? Lefty. Yes, that is. But he's right-handed. I knew that. Yes. The only thing he does left-handed is golf because he watched his dad golf when he was little and mirrored his swing. I think he can actually uh, play right-handed as well and would be, like, if not on tour, Mm. would beat most average golfers. Like, he's he's shooting the 70s right-handed. And I think the same is for Vijay Singh. He's right-handed but can play left-handed as well. It's just crazy. Um, in golf, uh, now with Phil in this win, certainly, would would he be the most dominant golfer um, just over the last couple of few decades? I heard somebody say the other day, if Tiger hadn't been around, uh, Phil would have been the most dominant yes. golfer. Yes. It just turned out that Tiger showed up at the same time he, he did. He is uh, the greatest, greatest player outside of Tiger, mm. I guess arguably, in his era. Right. Right. And the problem is he's playing in the era of Tiger Woods. Right. And that, and I don't know if they really had so much of a rivalry per se. I mm. guess there well, there was because they were competing against each other. In the other. book I read about Tiger, he didn't like him very much. But then Tiger didn't like anybody. No. And, and I, I think they were off, often pitted against each other. Right. right? Like you know, Phil was the, the shining, you know, uh, kid from California that, you know, they were both from California. Mm-hmm. But, but that... 
you know, they, they saw him as this kind of, you know, the next great thing. And Tiger was, you know, at some point, you know, he was cocky. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Phil is as well when you hear him. But Phil just came across as being just this nice, smiley kid. You know, is there a black-white thing to it? Perhaps. Sure. Um, but, you know, certainly, you know, Phil Mickelson, for his successes, and when you look at him, all the tournament wins and now major wins to go along with him as well, would be one of the most decorated players, certainly of his generation, if it wasn't for Tiger Woods. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like, say, being a quarterback during the time of Tom Brady. Like, even if you're really, really good, it's all about Tom. Or being a hockey player during the time of Gretzky, you could have all the goals, but it wouldn't matter because it was all about Gretzky. So, yeah, that would drive you a little crazy, you'd think. Uh, A study in 2012 found there have been more than 200 academic papers published on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's get really deep that's on right. that show. That's right. Forty, fifty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars a year for your education. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Guys are writing about chicks they've fiddled with themselves about. <laughs> How's that psychology class going? You, have you finished your dissertation? <laughs> well, right. yeah. I gotta watch a few more Buffy episodes first. <laughs> gotta binge. Um, after that, it was uh, the Alien movies that came in second with ninety papers. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, here's another medical thing you could check with your dad on. The placenta that a woman grows during pregnancy is technically an organ, and it's the only organ that's meant to leave the body. Oh, all right. There you go. Yeah. People do some strange stuff with that placenta. I've heard... Save it like a wedding cake. Yeah, that or or even mm, yeah, 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 yeah. No thanks. I just oh. know Live wrote a song about it, and it was uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's it's just such a. It wasn't about that, but it was just such a weird thing, yeah. weird word to find in a song. I'll pass on the soup tonight, Ma. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need it. You and Hannibal Lecter go eat that. <laughs> the U.S. Department of Defense buys more explosive devices than anyone else in the world. Right. Number two, the Walt Disney Company. <laughs> Uh, uh, fireworks. Yeah, right. every night, right? They set them off. <laughs> and well, there were fireworks going off last night. It's like Dude. living in Disney now. <laughs> like, what's going on? No, I don't know. <laughs> it's just the pandemic. Everything lasts longer in yeah. the pandemic. Saw somebody on Facebook say, I'm against fireworks. It's no good for the environment and my animals. Oh, Buzzkill, Debbie Downer. You're gonna ha- that. That's the new reality that we live in. Yeah. Is that people now have a platform to complain? Yeah. And so they will. I think that we we always had complainers. You just couldn't hear them before yeah. or read them. <laughs> who's that? Who, who's okay? Can can fireworks be annoying if you're trying to get to sleep or if you got a baby and you're concerned the baby's going to get woken? Of course, but you can't hate fireworks. Right. That's, I listen, and I saw people talk about PTSD, which is a very serious sure. thing, right? Yeah. Obviously, if you, you come back from war, I mm. you know, can you ban all fireworks displays because of it? Yeah. it it seems a little much, but you you have to at least acknowledge that there's some people who are, are seriously affected by it. After you play eight years in Major League Baseball, you get a gold card that gives you a guest, you and a guest free admission to any MLB game for the rest of your life. Right. There you go. You play 9,000 games a year. <laughs> go see some more. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's not like you can't afford it. That's right. Like eight years, $300 million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, by the way, here's free games. <laughs> it's like calling up Phil Mickelson and saying, hey, want to play around this weekend? It's on me. I'm trying to think of any um, strange or odd food combos that I like that on paper don't make sense. Okay. But when you eat them, they're excellent. Or to me, they're excellent. Right. And people were asked about strange food combos. 
And somebody said Oreos with sour cream oh. and onion dip. Dear Lord, really? <laughs> I guess it works for them. <sighs> like, how do you come across that? Mm. Do you, do you uh, Hi. are you eating? <laughs> yes, uh, I would imagine. <laughs> like, are you eating chips and dip, like sour cream and onion dip, or hell of a good? And you happen to have an Oreo in the other hand, and you think, yeah, I wonder what these are like together. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I could see, like, somebody having some Oreos, and then they look in the fridge, and they see, like, a, a bucket of, like, ice cream or something. They go, I'm going to dip my Oreo in it, because you can get Oreo-flavored ice cream. Yeah. Right? I mean, I could see you doing that kind of thing. But then there's another example, somebody dunking Oreos into Hawaiian punch. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't get it. I mean, Oreos are just such a great thing on their own. It's not like you could improve them. They're right. perfect. No, they're very good. They're perfect. I guess if, and ponder it, think if you can think of anything that you like to combine that people would go ooh to. But like I, like for example, if I have like cold cuts and cheese and like pickles and stuff, I'll I'll take like a slice of cheese, like some, a pickle, the cold cuts, and I'll wrap the cold cut like around the pickle and the cheese and shove that in my pie hole. Like, instead of making a sandwich, right. I'll do that. Uh-huh. I mean, those food things all go together. Just normally you'd put them between bread. Mm-hmm. I'm just too lazy. I can't think of any wild combinations that I would have. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, because well, you're you're pretty basic. And right. You're, uh, you like the like thing with you. the way it was intended. Right, yeah, you're, you're, you're very much, I'd rather plain. I don't, you don't like fancying things like up. tend not to. Yeah. A grilled cheese sandwich with jam. Okay, that I've had. Oh, yeah? I used to grow up, when I was growing up, I'd have jam and cheese sandwiches. All right. How about orange juice instead of milk in your cereal? No, wouldn't do that. Although I have had rye with orange juice, and that's actually a very good combination. (laughs) It is a tasty drink. (laughs) Yeah, that is good. Um, Salami with Nutella. Can you be more Italian? That sounds very Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I I, I mean, as much as I like a Ferrara Rocher every now and then, I I can't get into Nutella. No, I've never liked it at all. And, you know, being married into an Italian family. Nutella is an interesting thing with my outlaws and and even my wife because they have this general rule that anything pre-made in a can is just crap. It's all right. bad. You can, the best food is home-cooked food. And if you think that you can get a sauce in a jar or a can, that it's going to be even close to homemade. And they are, you know, steadfast about that, Adamant. right? Yeah. Except for one thing. <laughs> Nutella. <laughs> it is heaven sent from the Lord. And they somehow have even convinced themselves that it's healthy for them. Oh, really? It's got hazelnut. Yeah. <laughs> You could take a 10-gallon drum of Nutella, and you won't find a thumbnail worth, worth of hazelnut in this thing. But somehow they're convinced it's it's somehow good for you. Oh, yeah, they buy it in the truckload. We we had to have an extra pantry built just for the size of the tub of Nutella. I, I remember at one point Costco was selling a Nutella that was just ridiculously yeah. big. And this is how you know it's not good for you. And this is probably true of many food items that are processed in, you know, in a jar or can. We had this tub. I'm telling you, it was like a paint can of <laughs> Nutella that we got from somewhere. I think we... You dip the whole loaf in it? Oh, yeah, yeah. You would lose a child. A child could drown in this thing. We, I, I, I don't remember when we had it, but I know we had it for years. Right. And it just, it just didn't get touched. I, I, we forgot about it, whatever. Somebody opened it up, and it had to be 
I'm thinking decades old, uh-huh. and you could still eat it. That that shows the processing and stuff that goes into food to keep it, you know, good. You want to test your trust as a parent, by the way? Mm. Send your kid into the bathroom alone after having Nutella. <laughs> when you find them, there's <laughs> a real lesson in trust. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that smeared on your face? Please, God, let it be Nutella. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's such a strange food item. Uh, vanilla ice cream and sea salt chips. Okay. Well, maybe it's the the combination vanilla of the... Vanilla ice cream? Yeah, maybe it's the salt and the sweet. Mac and cheese mixed with applesauce. Okay. Oh. I, mean, I like mac and cheese with ketchup. I, ha- I have to have ketchup and garlic powder. I do do that. Like on real mac and cheese, or are you talking just the uh, the craft dinner? Uh, any mac and cheese. It just says mac and cheese. Really? Yeah. But you would put ketchup on oh, like, yeah, any real. mac and yeah, cheese? Yeah, yeah, I gotta have it. Oh, see, mac and cheese with bacon. Yeah, that's good. Or Teddy does it with brisket. It's phenomenal. He used to throw in a can of diced tomatoes for the boys. It felt like I was actually giving them something healthy. Right. This, th- nothing gets more trailer trash, I don't think, than this. Ranch on spaghetti. So Come not, on. <laughs> not spaghetti sauce, just ranch dressing on spaghetti. Oh. Actually, it might be good. It might be good. Ranch is great on potato. Oh, ranch is good on almost everything. Uh, I've had a couple of texts in now. See, peanut butter and cheese. Like really? Peanut butter and cheese whiz? Huh. Or, well, well, that... You know, you're yeah. you're not far from a double wide if you're yeah. getting peanut butter and cheese whiz together on a sandwich. And if your age is into any sort of double digits and you're still <laughs> eating cheese whiz, <laughs> like there are some things, you know, that like cheese string and all that. If you're still dining on that, you know, it's a problem. Uh, cottage cheese and Tabasco. Now, that's interesting to me because cottage cheese is so bland. You've got to put something in it. The Tabasco yeah, okay. might be good. And this final one, I you, I don't I don't know how anybody even looked at these two items and thought I should combine them. Hot chocolate with raw eggs, so the boiling water cooks the egg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather see the Nutella on your kid's face. Teddy Reader joins us for Halinda's Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craigie. Good morning, Lucky. Teddy, how are we? I'm living the dream. Teddy and I were talking the other day about grilling potatoes and uh, putting them on on your barbecue and all the different varieties you can do with potatoes. And I have, since that conversation, been craving a grilled baked potato. And there's just a wide variety of uh, ways you can do it, Ted. Yeah, there are. Lots of things you can do with your the, the potato on the grill and in your smoker and have some fun with them. But there's a there's a recipe. It's called a Hasselback potato. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen these. They're just massive potatoes, yes? Or what makes them so special? Well, you take, uh, you take like a russet potato, okay. a baker potato, okay? Wash it, scrub it up, nice and clean. And then you lay two wooden spoons, one on either side of the potato, okay? Yep. The handles of the wooden spoons. And take a knife and cut all the way down until you hit the wooden spoon, which will be about a little over three-quarters of the way. Okay. All right? And you do that every eighth of an inch or quarter of an inch all the way along the potato from one end to the other. So it's like you're fanning it out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right? Yeah. Now you make a nest uh, out of some aluminum foil and kind of wrap it around the base of it so that it holds it in place because you're going to add – 
In between, you're going to melt a little bit of butter, some fresh herbs and lots of garlic, salt and pepper. And you're going to brush that in between all the slats of the potato. Right. Yeah, you're making it like an accordion, right? Like an accordion. Right. And then you're going to put them in the grill and you're going to roast them. And they'll take about 45 minutes at about 450 degrees in your gas grill. And they'll get all nice and crispy and you give them a little extra base of that garlic herby butter. Sprinkle them with some Parmesan or your favorite cheese or throw on a, some uh, crispy slices of bacon. Mm. And then you've got yourself a tasty Hasselback potato. Oh, my. Now, are they wrapped? When you put them in the grill, are you wrapping them in the tinfoil or are you just leaving them No, open? it's just sort of like a little nest around the bottom of it right. so that it holds it in place. And it catches the, the, a little bit of the extra of the butter so that it's not going to drip down and cause a flare-up on your grill. I got to try that for sure. I also saw with uh, baked potatoes, um, somebody coating them, like literally just coating them in salt before they put them on the grill. Brush them with a little olive oil. Yeah. Roll them in some uh, coarse salt, kosher salt. Yeah. And then bake them on your grill, and you just get that salty crust on the outside. That's beautiful. You can also, if you want, it's a crazy thing, take those mini new potatoes, Mm -hmm. wash them, and uh, put them into a cast iron pan. Then you take like a whole box of kosher salt and you pour the salt into a bowl, throw in some fresh rosemary and then pour in a little bit of water so that you turn that salt into almost like a a paste. Okay. All right. Not a lot of water, just enough to moisten it up and make it kind of sticky. And you pour that entire box of salt over the cast iron pan, covering the potatoes. Wow. And you make a hard crust of salt. Wow. And then go see your doctor. All right. Okay. No, no, listen. And then pop that in your oven or you pop it in your grill and you bake them for about 45 minutes to an hour. And then that crust is going to turn, that salt crust is mm. going to turn into a very hard salt crust. And it almost become like cement. Then you take a bit of a hammer, you crack it, you peel off all the salt, brush off the salt from the potatoes, and you've got these salt-roasted potatoes that'll blow your mind. i got to try this now. I have to try this with my cardiologist by my side. Teddy, uh, yes, yes, this sounds like a fantastic side, and you got to put it beside something. And very quickly, I wanted to ask you, because you just posted up uh, the weekend special for the joint this weekend, and it's called uh, Pork Belly Burnt Ends. What's that? We take pork belly. And we smoke it low and slow, and then it's uh, it's all cubed up, and we season it with bone dust, and we smoke them until they're super super tender, and then they go on top of a double cheeseburger, <laughs> and we drizzle them with our root beer honey garlic sauce, <laughs> some crispy fried glass noodles, some junkyard slaw, a little sriracha mayo on there, and uh, you got yourself a tasty sandwich for this week. Nice, excellent, Teddy. We'll come and see you and enjoy that for sure. People want to get a hold of you to talk about the joint and all the great food you got going on there at El Dorado Golf Course, or of course any other grilling tips. How do they get a hold of you? Follow me on Instagram at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue The Joint. Rock mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky, ninety four nine The Rock.